0: Y'all ready to be history? Get started.
1: Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. Audio suite. These guys are professional, they're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on the road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech, tech to the VO stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, man. And welcome to another pro audio suite don't forget the code TRIPAP200 to get $200 off your tri booth and don't forget
0: georgethe.tech slash T-P-A-S for your deals man
1: indeed 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 and don't forget demos that work.com. anyway um that's enough plugs now we're talking about source elementscom today this is a first for us the first time we've been seen on camera which sorry about that, is the way it goes I know no. Scary! Oh crap! I forgot. I just need to stop picking my nose now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as that's all you're picking, yes, scratch your balls, whatever you do. So this is the new Source Nexus, Robert.
2: Yeah, uh, we 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 just released this, and um, really something that I guess um, if a lot of our crowd, our voice talent, at least initially here, this is kind of showing more of the client side or our new version of a client side application, kind of shooting down the middle, we had originally made Source Live, um, which has a really high-powered uh, server-assisted video streaming system and has, um, you know, it can ha- have a lot of, um, I think up to 20, we, we tested up to 20, 25 or 30 people. And we just ran out of people to test with, but it shouldn't have any limits on the number of connections. Um, so the idea here was to take Nexus, which is started to become sort of a, slightly more commoditized concept. Um, Nexus going way back, how many years ago, I'm not sure, but it feels like probably at least 10, maybe a little bit more, maybe 13 years ago or so, Nexus comes out and really sets this genre for how to construct post-sessions so that you can have your talent coming in on Source Connect, you can have your clients in on various meeting platforms, you can have a, you know, a remote connection, you can Nexus was also used for bringing in... uh you know, sound effects feeds and other monitorings of, of other types of things, things that you would normally patch into a patch bay in the hardware hardware world. This is now all starting to happen, application application, and Nexus is this patching center, as the name implies. Um, but that capability has been slightly commoditized. You have all kinds of things, like even UA and Apollo has our virtual drivers built into the interfaces, and interfaces are coming out with loopback connections and blah, blah, blah. So here we are. Um, in, you know, innovating and saying, what was Nexus originally used for? And it was used for a lot of it was used for integrating these communications platforms. And we thought, let's make a communications platform. It's a little bit more built for media professionals. And um, on this side, the initial sort of um, intent is for review and approval. So you can imagine either you've got clients on the gateway here and they are meeting and then there's a talent connected um, and, the engineer can patch all this together, you know, using Nexus actually. And they would um, have a session where a talent's connected in on connect, and the um, clients are all here on a a meeting platform. And so here's sort of a meeting platform that's more designed for media professionals and specifically like a review and approval workflow. Here's kind of what it looks like a little bit. One of the first things with Nexus is it has a um, now a plugin dedicated for it that does a lot of this template setup people used to have these crazy templates for pro tools and now if you want oops what i should do is share my screen ah. so here's here's robert's screen so the first thing that nexus has besides this you know meeting room looks pretty similar to a lot of things but here, here's one big difference um, there's a plugin that's included with it, and the plugin has, as you can see, my talkback coming in here, has the input from the, uh, the mix, so I can hear the mix actually right here. The mix is also sent to the broadcast input, which we'll talk about in a split second, and then here's the chat return. So if someone says hello, we will see this meter bounce. Hello. There you go. So that's how I hear, and this takes care of all the mix minus... And all the routings that people would have to do in one drop of a plugin on the master fader. Yeah, that's cool. You don't have cool. to change your session structure. You don't have to mix to a bus so you can separate the people from what you're listening to and make them, you know, mix minus. Essentially, this does it for you. Yeah. And so here's this broadcast input. But over here in the gateway, I've got this broadcast section. So now I can send my mix separate from my communications input, which is not something you get to do with Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, all the other ones. So here's a high-quality stereo communications feed without without having to have problems with my talkback conflated within it and those kinds of things. Um, So now you guys might notice that if I just literally go over here and this might be loud, here's a rock tune in this session. And then as easy as bad. that is, it's a good yeah, level. I can, I can, right. It's, I, it's, I put it down to minus 20 because we have to blend it with this stuff. But and it's
0: coming back to me in full stereo,
2: like high yes. fidelity, Yeah, full stereo, high fidelity, yeah. full stereo. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's the yeah. whole point. And so, but really it's like, you know, I don't want you looking at my screen cause there's too much stuff there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What you really want to see is this. Um, so if I jump back out and I share my window, you can't see what I'm doing cause I'm not sharing it, but I'm basically Picking sharing again again, but this time instead of doing entire screen, I'm picking window and I'm picking that Pro Tools video window. So now we can play this spot that we've been kind of using as a little ABR demo. So and and right now that's that's more stuff to talk about later, the remote ABR workflows. But here's just a review and approval thing. And so if you're a lot of voice sessions are not synced to picture, you're just, hey, read it three times. All right, I'll cut that in and you see it happening and Essentially, here's the core of that session. I can have a talent connected. I can bring the talent in through here, actually through a new plugin, but I can't really talk about that. But the, the classic connection where you have Source Connect uh, and a plugin on an aux track. So here you can see I'm receiving from Source Connect. This is the original Nexus um, plugin. And so there's from Source Connect, and that's popping over to my record track over here. And then um, an send from receive of of um, of Nexus, and I can send the chat over to the talent. Um, essentially. Okay.
3: so you don't have and your I'm talent sure. on
2: Nexus, then is that what you're saying? You don't want to because then you have all right, everyone mute their mics, or you know you don't have separation essentially. So um, what you have is you you can have the talent join Nexus, and one of the first we're, we plan on kind of rolling out updates rapidly. And one of the ones that's up on the dock is a um, no audio button, meaning not just mute your microphone, but mute the whole output. So then the talent can be here. The talent can look at the picture, see the clients and record. And within the realms of that latency, you can even record sort of with pictures as long as the engineer slides it back. And it happens a lot over these remote systems. You just kind of deal with the latency a little bit. Can I ask bit. you
0: about the buffer setting I now see in my window? It says off, no buffer right now.
2: Yeah, right. Another thing. So stuff you can't do in Zoom. Oh, the broadcast, which is really high quality, is giving me a little bit of trouble. You can add some buffering on your side. So you can, maybe that connection is going to be a little bit more latent, but it's going to have a stronger connection. Because as you know how it goes, if you, with all of these Chrome type things, it's all up to the way Chrome really decides to treat the audio. And Chrome loves to, drive latencies as low as possible and just say, screw it, I'm going to stretch audio and mask all kinds of stuff and quite frankly, make up more audio than I'm actually broadcasting Mm. just to kind of make communications work. And if it is high quality, that's nice, but it's not my goal. My goal is just communications. Just by adding to that buffer, at least we can protect that audio stream a little bit um, and make sure that clients aren't hearing. So for instance, the way I do it, when I send my talent to the clients, I'm sending them through the broadcast input. So they hear that voice record from the talent in really high quality, whereas we're, you know, over here the chat. Even though there's a broadcast option on the chat, you don't really need it. And that way, you also have echo cancellation built into here, and you're optimizing the way things are. You're not all eggs and like all echo canceled, good enough for a lawyer's meeting or the other side. Something like Source Connect Now was, where it's just like wide open pure audio, but then you have feedback issues. This is kind of trying to blend. You got clients who are used to the business meeting. You've got VO talent and playback that needs to be high quality. Put yep. all that together in the right way. That's
0: always challenging um, like a lot of things. It's an all or nothing proposition. It's right. it's either Zoomy quality or everybody's in a high quality, and it's just you, you introduce new problems when the, the right. especially the client is not a, prepared for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. that's like for for people that aren't initiated in this this stuff, it's easy for us to you know, say stuff, but we, we've been, we do this day in and day out. At least I do, yeah. obviously. And
0: we always have so, headphones at the
2: ready. <laughs> yeah. And, you know? and so there's certain people We're we're actually getting it pretty good on the iPhone and iOS devices. And those have those own, their own challenges. We have a warning right away that says like, if you're going to use this for communications, we can't really give you as high quality broadcast audio. So
1: mm-hmm. there's
2: a, another thing that's unique to this is there's a mode to it where you can just join it for the broadcast audio which is a case where maybe you do want to have a sidecar Zoom meeting. Um, some of the issues with a sidecar Zoom meeting with a high-quality broadcast on the side is now Zoom's unaware of its echo cancellation. So the high-quality ca- high audio broadcast echoes through everyone's connections because it doesn't think that that's part of its initial input-output. It doesn't catch it in its algorithm as well as when it's all integrated into one platform. Um, but yeah, you can join this and just use it for the broadcast or you can use it for the meeting. But when you use it on the iPhone, if you just want to use it for the broadcast, you'll get high quality. But if you use it for communications and the broadcast, the broadcast unfortunately gets stepped on. And I'm sure you've seen some of that happen even when you just get a phone call. As soon as the iPhone thinks it's in a communications mode, it's like, it's doing that good enough for communications, make it intelligible kind of thing. And it and um, so, but Still, there's people that might be driving. You might have a producer who's just really, they just want to make sure the session's flowing well. They don't really, they're not listening to it in the same way that the writer and the art directors are, for example. Um, Worrying about what time is it and are we going to have to pay somebody overtime if this goes any longer? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's pretty much it. You know, the idea is it's trying to be really simple about it as well.
3: It's very cool. I mean, it's like, it takes, as you say, it takes Zoom out of the equation, which is the best bit. You know, plus we can, you know, we're listening, as you say, we're listening to the talent in broadcast quality as well, which, you know, for me as an engineer uh, is a big thing. Um, you know, I don't want to have to listen to And then to
2: any session you do, you can remoteize it in just like one drop of a plugin. You don't yeah. even have to think about it. So, so one of the unique things about the uh, review plugin here is that you can bring your talk back in from any input in the whole computers, uh, you know, Right right. Now I'm using same as system, which is picking up this Rode NT-USB, actually. So same as the system setting or picking it up directly. And that can be my talkback input, which is on a trigger with a slash key. Or if you're on a Pro Tools HDX or HD native system, when Pro Tools launches, your audio interface is exclusively owned by Pro Tools. And if your talkback mic is going to that audio interface, how do you get it in there? Here you go. You pick it up on the sidechain. Ah, uh, nice. That's clever. I like and that. And then you take, you tell this thing. So say, 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 my input is I don't know. It wouldn't be one of these buses, but I don't even have a hardware input. Yeah. Um, so in this case, but then you just pick your input there, and then here you'd say use key input. Uh, and that Covers all the H D S H D native and anybody else with a exclusively run hardware audio system. There's a few others out there. I'm trying to think of what they are, but maybe like a Fairlight, for example, and that CC one card that they have, and things like that um can make use of that input actually come to think of it i'm not too sure fairlight has gotten around to putting sidechain inputs on their plugins yet that's a different issue they could sure use it um (laughs) (laughs) i i I had to because because i remember i did a tech support thing the other day for a fairlight person what i ended up doing is making an aux channel um dropping a nexus plugin and picking up Making the aux channel the input for uh, for his talkback mic, yeah, and then just sending it off to a virtual device like Nexus twenty three twenty four, yeah. So then over here on the review plugin, I, I just went over and picked up Nexus A twenty four or whatever and got his audio, got his talkback into the system. Even though, like, uh, just yeah, and, that's clever. Yeah, it, was, yeah. It, it took an extra channel. It, like it'd be nice if Fairlight like, put in a sidechain on their plugins. And I I forget what other exclusive systems there are, but there are some, I believe. Well, it's very cool, mate. You must be pleased with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny how it's exactly a year. We went to AES last year and showed a prototype of this. And we put the prototype together in like the month or two before AES, I think. And it was like that kind of thing where you make 80% of the progress we, we had a review plugin that looked a lot like this stuff was functional, yeah. and then the whole last year has been spent like the details really so was the
3: AI. idea i mean nexus Nexus one, let shall we call it the original nexus for me i've you know it's no secret I've talked about it on this show a million times. I love it for looking at this and watching you use it now was the idea to take something that was really useful, but probably you needed to be, have a bit of a tech understanding and make it a bit more user friendly. Is that the, is that what you were trying to do?
2: So, so we would find things like this, you know, you'd get someone and they'd buy Nexus and, and it's like at that time, it's like 295 at the time, but they'd be on the phone with a tech with one of our tech support people for another 45 minutes, an hour, we're building a template for them. It's kind of expensive uh, honestly. And, and, and then these like, and, and, and this isn't everybody, but there's like a certain level of users. Like I, I just need to do this thing. And well, what you need to do is like kind of complicated. That's fine. Just, can you show me? And then you show them. And then next thing you know, when they get stuck or something, they're back at it. And originally Nexus didn't even include live tech support. Um, you know, it was like, try to simplify it. Cause some of these people, George, I know, you know, this uh, syndrome where people get set up with something that is barely at their capacity to, yeah. to, to remember, especially if you're setting it up for them, because it's a different thing when you brew something up in your head, <laughs> then, then you know it. But if someone's <laughs> just like, here you go, whiz, bang, boom. And then you're like, Oh fuck, I got to get off the phone. See you later. Have a good day, yeah. sir. And like, yeah. Oh, it worked. Like I don't even want to close my computer. <laughs> yeah. I wanna, yeah. Like, yeah. So, so the idea was that this first one is just to take that whole kind of setup and distill it into yeah. here. I mean, here, here's your classic, Mix-minus is, is what this is. Just Mix because someone's
0: budget, a talented but, engineer, mixer, whatever, it doesn't mean they necessarily are trained to know how to yeah. build some of the really complex like, routing and stuff. Those are different. I know exactly
2: skills. how that is. I mean, that's that's kind of how I got my start. Like I was a sound designer and mixer yeah. at, a, at a at you know at, at Cutters, and there's sort of operators, I, I was always involved with like, even what equipment are we going to buy? How are we going to set up? How can we be more efficient? We're going to do our storage. I mean, there's so You're, many aspects. You were
0: like it. engineer slash technician, really. I was,
2: I was, I was a little bit of like the, I, I didn't do all the soldering because there was also like a whole department yeah. of full text, but I yeah. was like the liaison and I would define and get my hands very dirty, doing the stuff for the audio department because you're also an audio department in a company that was originally a video company. So the video techs are video techs and they can do what you want, but they don't know the same stuff. They know exactly how to run an Avid and and Premiere and all those things. And then, uh, you know, audio is kind of a weird thing. So yeah, it it came out from, you, you know, you're setting stuff up and then, you know, here we are making the stuff that we try to simplify these things. So I yeah. guess
3: the important point to make here too, especially for, uh, you know, um, content creators or, or for voiceover artists is all this techie stuff in the background, especially if you're a voiceover artist, that's not your responsibility. That's the engineer's responsibility. Or you, all you need to do if you're a voiceover artist is dial in to the engineer but, on your new on your usual source connect connection action. yeah but it, dial into the audio engineer on your usual source connect connection and bang you're in but if you need to run but, sessions but, but. or if you if you want that connectivity then you know you've got all this
2: in nexus as well right so first thing i was going to say is like there's engineers that they just want to walk into work go where's my talkback mountain? Mm-hmm. where's the mic pre for the talent mm-hmm. where do i search my sound effects and I just want to Make run And work. they're not necessarily, yeah. yeah, they're not worried about like, am I on the latest version of this and that? Mm-hmm. And what do I have? They just want to like, they're, like they're, they're more of the artist type of engineer and not so much of the tech kind of engineer. And they're doing a lot of great work, um, but they're just not into it as much. And so a lot of those people, as you said, they're sometimes, especially as what's happening these days is people are going freelance a lot. And a lot of those people had the support of a big team in a post house like that. And now they're freelance and they're leaning on either companies and you know people like George or or you know some of our tech support, and so the idea is to simplify this. But here's something that a voice talent could do with this. Um, imagine you have clients that think, and I'm going to say think that they can save money and time by having the voice talent record themselves, and then just throwing a bunch of audio takes and poorly no- poorly noted stuff <laughs> at an audio engineer to say just put it together. And somehow that's going to save one hour of an audio engineer's time mm-hmm. by making them edit stuff after the fact. And Robo, you and I both know that they mm-hmm. will get more of what they want quicker mm-hmm. for less money if they just do a supervised session with an engineer on the line. Nonetheless, it happens to a lot of voice talent. Andrew knows this. And then you're like, can you play that back for me?
3: <laughs> yes. Wow. So, because now
2: as a voice talent, all you got to do... You probably, I think this is stereo only. We should modify this for mono. But you could just make a master fader in your DAW and chuck this on it. And now you can do playback without thinking about it. You just play it back. You're broadcasting your mic. You want to do a playback. You know, especially if you use the push to talk, you can mute your microphone so the playback is nice and clean for them, but they're probably not recording you anyway. So they just want to hear it and decide if, you know, so this could be useful for a talent who just needs to have a very simple playback system. And one of the things also that's going to come out pretty soon is a standalone version of this plugin because it's also useful for um, video editors. They want to share their video edit screen and their mi- and you know what they're working on with clients in exactly the same way we are in Pro Tools, but the video editing systems don't have quite the same idea of always a live, ongoing mixer. So, you know, in this case, you would just use Nexus to bring the the audio directly into the standalone app, um, the audio from your uh, system essentially, like a copy of your audio from the system, and then you can have your talkback mic selected directly, and now someone running Final Cut or Premiere can easily set up a review session for their, with their clients so they can work remotely as well. Cool. So it does have a couple of applications there. Um, Some other fun stuff you hit the talk back button and it dims things so yeah. so so for you example you if you're playing a mix you can talk over it and you're like right over here this happens and that happens and it dims the mix and you can just decide what you want to dim just by selecting here what gets dimmed when you hit oh, yeah? dim nice. if you do need to run with zoom or something like that there's some preferences here you can send your talk back to your broadcast input like i said zoom can't can't differentiate these things so that way, you could use this with a Zoom type setup or whatever, just a traditional meeting. Google setting, Meet, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Microsoft and This is teams. a funny.
2: This is a funny setting. We we actually normally this is off, um, and we take away the master fader for the engineers so that they don't end up turning their whole mix down and printing it. But if they need, if they do want to have their control of their mix of their own vet, uh, level, then they can. Turn that preference on and have. Is it. That oh. for, is that
3: just for? Is that just what you're sending? That's so. That's effectively what I'm sending at my mix bus. Is that right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you were to like somehow move this fader and then mix everything down, yeah, it's down. You might yeah, yeah, yeah. bounce down it like negative something bad. But if you're so recording and things he, are
3: a bit hot, you can at least you can trim it a touch, right?
2: Right. If you want, you can turn this on and you can control your monitor mix a little yeah. bit easier without having to change your master fader. Yeah. But when you mix down, you want to either make sure you put this puppy at zero. You can type the numbers in here, by the way, too. But yeah. Or you can do the preference and just turn it off. <laughs> so there's no way, you there's no fader. It's gone. Yeah. See, the That's thing smart. for me is in Pro Tools,
3: and, and, and you might correct me if I'm wrong here, but when I, when I have a session and I have... I, I, I save memory locations, right? So I'll set up, I'll open, I'll create a new session. I'll create a record section as a, as a location memory. And I'll tell it to remember the tracks that I'm viewing and the zoom and all that sort of stuff and the mute mm-hmm. and the mute um, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then I'll, I'll create another section, which might be mix. And then I'll have, other tracks so when I when I slip through and when I go to each memory location it's muting and unmuting master faders so on my record section my record master fader I would have this this source connect plug on it but then when I went to my next one if I was doing the mix and I opened up that memory it would be a different master bus and so I that which wouldn't have that on there so that would negate that forgetting to turn it off right it's like
2: the old SSL boards that would have like I forget what the modes are called, but like mix down mode and tracking mm. mode, and it would do a whole bunch of like switch arounds to deal with queuing and things like that. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of like switching your mixer into different modes depending on what you're doing. It's one of the things I wonder, favorite,
0: favorite things with Twister Wave is being able to hide the little volume slider on the on the bar at the top. Because people will slide that thing down, don't even realize why it's so quiet, Yeah, start recording at a higher level or doing all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> right, it's like, no, right. that's just your playback, dude. And so I love that I can hide it, yeah. make it disappear. Yeah, You can't that's touch it anymore. Opening a whole that is why we,
2: that's why we put this here because it's just like we were trying to make this thing. The idea a lot with this was to reduce tech support and try yeah. to...
0: Yeah, just. Which ironically is the uh, idea of the Passport VO is to also reduce mm-hmm. te- test uh, yeah. support, which is I, I'm actually, frankly, a little concerned about.
2: <laughs> no, it, it was kind of funny. Like like when Andrew and I talked about doing this episode, he's like, and then all you need, you need this and Passport VO. And I was like, yeah, with this, you just kind of need a basic one-in-two-out one in, interface. <laughs> like you can just do a road AI one. It would... Well, see, if you buy
3: the passport VO, you don't have to pay $15 a month either. See, there you go. That's true.
2: Okay. <laughs> but like, 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 like how many months is that at like $600? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, the Passport V is a piece of hardware and it's beautiful in its own right. And even though it does cover a yes. playback workflow, there's many differences. So I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm personally not worried about it.
1: Yeah. The thing we, we sort of don't touch on, which is uh, something that's kind of more common than it was pre-COVID, is you know when, once because I, I lived you know remotely for seven years before a mate of mine who's an audio engineer moved here as well, and when he decided to move here, it was like thank God for that at least I've got some kind of support so if things go wrong in here, at least I can give him a call he'll just pop round and fix it for me. Yeah. So all these things that make life a lot easier and technically support you, you know, in a kind of kind of roundabout fashion, are perfect for people like myself or Pip the audio engineer. Just so we don't have to sort of go, shit, um I've got no one around here to fix anything,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, I like it too, even though I know what to set up. It's like couple tunnel or however you say that, like having to set up sessions and do things and do all your routing when it is nice. Oh, I started this little thing. I wasn't planning on doing a review, but now someone wants to hear it. Hold on, put the plugin on there yeah and right and you're on. not changing things, and so it's it's just convenient even if you know what you're doing. It's like. Why work harder?
3: Look, I can't tell you the amount of times Nexus has saved my ass since I've had it. You know, just that fact of being able to get stuff out of the box or, you know, out of the the software,
2: (laughs) out of the software where you
3: kind of think, holy shit, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to get this out of here
2: and into there? Nexus is usually the answer. I'll I'll give you the craziest thing I, I solved with Nexus one time. This guy was desperate and he had some problem with his audio interface. I forget. He had like an input... And an output device, and he didn't want to. He couldn't use the same device for input and output. But one device was only running at one sample rate, and basically, end result is you couldn't get these two things to aggregate together and work as a single device for Pro Tools. So he ended up with Pro Tools, kind of like me right here, where he's got no input. I, I think right now with my Pro Tools interface, if we, if we go to my I/O setups. You get in these weird situations, no inputs. Wow. Right? Yeah, such. look at that. That's nothing. crazy. Yeah, nothing, right? Yeah. But you're like, I need some inputs. So you just drop a Nexus plugin on a bunch of aux channels. And away you and, go. Uh, your and and like, hey, inputs. Yeah, that's clever. <laughs> and I just yeah. like like, you know, sidewired his whole Pro Tools system.
0: <laughs> there you go. Sometimes True. the Pro Tools I.O. routing is confoundingly frustrating. I mean, I've I've tried to set it up for people. I feel like every time I try to customize the Pro Tools I.O., I get, I confuse myself. And that...
2: Well, <laughs> half the problem with the Pro Tools I.O. is that you're all good and then and then you get a session from somebody else. Uh, and then your I.O. setup is cluttered with a bunch yeah. of other shit from somebody else. And you're like, yeah. what are these things? I never created them. Can I delete them? And then if you really get into it, sometimes Pro Tools picks the wrong output. You can have mm-hmm. many differently named things going out the same physical yeah. output. So you're hearing everything yeah. where you want. Then you're like, I don't need this output. And Proto's like, that's being used in the session. i uh-huh. it down in the session yeah. so you can make sure <laughs> that you don't screw yourself because if you delete that output, then like, who knows? It's yeah. So yeah, okay, the it's, yeah, it is interesting. Nexus kind of puts all that routing just on the top level. And for some yeah. people, it's a, it's a little bit easier to see. You
3: yeah. know?
0: I think so. It makes more sense to me. That's yeah. for sure.
2: So give us the, the sell, Robert. Reaper, to what's, to what's the sell, mate? How much a month? We we are trying to make this very affordable. So the idea is that what other people would spend in, say, a streaming service and a high-quality streaming service, I won't name any names, and they're cobbling together different services to make things. Our um, nexus is right now, and we hope to keep it at this point eleven ninety five a month, and um, we're just going to add to it. That's and cheaper so, than
0: my Netflix subscription, man.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty cheaper, cheap. It's cheaper it is than pretty I cheap, Zoom. I'll be honest. It's cheaper than, like, you know, a... Middle. I don't know the Zoom pricing exactly, but I believe at least one of the lower tiers of Zoom is like twenty bucks a month. I think. Does yeah. that sound
0: right? It's cheaper than so, Zoom Pro.
2: Yeah, and then with Zoom you got to add other services. So yeah. really, with Zoom you're looking at at least thirty bucks. Well, with Zoom you've still um, got to have Source Connect, right? And
3: and I mean, all that sort of stuff. Right, and at least I mean, with, with this, with this, the, the broadcast setting, Connect. you can get away without that for a
2: while. Yeah, I mean, with this you might still have Source Connect, but you might have you you might not need a separate broadcaster. Like some some of these. You know, users are often trying to, uh, like, put things together in more affordable ways, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's this. This is designed to be a lot of bang for the buck, and we're going to add a lot to it, and a lot of like very um, specific industry type workflows built within, so that you can yeah. get your job done easier.
3: What about podcasters and video? Creators and all that sort of stuff.
2: So there's there's gonna be like like right now there's the uh, record button, right? That yep. that we're actually using. But um a I'm I'm not sure exactly how it's gonna be presented, like which all overall tiers. Um, but yeah, the ability just to hit record and and Got then it. collect all those files easily and and, yep. uh, and you know it's 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 not gonna be the direct to DAW workflow that maybe a higher end podcast might use. Yeah, but for a, a simple, um, I, I I just want to collect files and send them to the engineer who's going to edit them together, and never give that engineer bad files. By the way, people, it's
3: very <laughs> rude. Um, Jesus, take your own advice for once, will you? Oh, Christ. yes.
0: <laughs>
3: Pot calling the kettle. I was going to say, <laughs> absolutely, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, that's Robert. It
0: Robert, let me <laughs> ask you this. So, from your your in this case the. What would they? What would they call you? The host of the session? Yeah, I'm the host. Yep. Okay. It's my room. Does the host get to see the settings on the the guests? So, so as a host, do you know that a guest is using broadcast versus communication? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've when got they're the using HD,
2: broadcast, right? which which we're not using right now, you would see the HQ there. I think. Um, gotcha. Yeah, there's there's going to be some of that stuff. We 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 plan to have like a button where you can see what the bit rates are of the connections and things like that. But right now. I mean, this is 1.0. I mean, yeah, so. that's right. This yeah. is the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's funny, you know, because I, 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 I've talked to you about the client of mine in um, Dubai, the studio there that I do a lot of work with. I've been talking mm-hmm. about this and they're super, super keen. And uh, that's why they want to get this as part of their workflow, because it just tightens everything up. Everything's in one place for them. Yeah. Which is good for them and bloody good for me.
2: Yeah. I yeah, exactly.
0: There's I always confusion about: should I mute this or mute that? Should I unmute this? No, yeah. you know you don't want to be listening to this, but only be listening yeah. to this. And, like, like, and it's yeah.
2: Yeah, Andrew, for you, you know, you're recording in Twisted Wave, and so when they ask you for playback, you have to play back at a Twisted Wave, right?
1: Well, no, because I usually use the bigger machine and not the one I'm using here. So it, it's WaveLab. Yeah. Same thing though, but uh, I don't. Web. But uh, I, I, I just don't play back.
2: Right, you just don't play back. So, so no. Mm, in in a later iteration, when when we get the standalone version of this, you'll you'll be able to just pipe WaveLab right through it as your system output, and then you can do playbacks. That's opening a whole nother can of worms. This is feeding the animals
3: at
1: the zoo. isn't Correct. It's like I know I can, but should I? This is the question. <laughs>
3: right. But at least you've got the option, though. I mean, you, you know, you can make the moral decision, but at least you've got the option there. I mean, you know, if you might want to play. So you might be recording a podcast, and you might want to play something back or something, you know, mm-hmm. but, 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 yeah. you know, in a voice session, you might go, well, listen, you might take the stance that, well, I'm not, you're not paying me to be an audio engineer. So no, I don't play back. Not that you would it's, tell it's, them it's that. Other but- stuff.
2: It's, 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 it's creatives. It's like, uh, imagine you've got a, uh, um, an art director and a writer and they're just like, what, what song do we want on the spot? What about this one? What about that one? And they're playing stuff over the cell phones before it's like, here, you could just be like sharing what's on my desktop. Check out this song. Oh yeah. no, I like this one. They're just yep. playing each other's iTunes library at each yeah. other. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, there's the other thing you could do too. You could almost with Nexus, you could if you can get a, a an analog line into whatever it is you're using and you can plug your phone in, you could plug a phone call in through this as well, too, couldn't you? You could so you know, you could have yeah, someone and, listening and on the phone. I
2: don't, I don't know that I don't know that one day you don't actually maybe you can order this and order a phone number.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well there you go. I mean I just mm-hmm. I just think the amount of times that I've had you know, sessions where, you know, the, the client's been on holidays or, you know, the creative's been stuck in the right. airport and I've had someone on a phone as well. And, you know, you can still throw them into this mix.
2: Yeah, I mean, the way, the way I throw people on a phone call into my session right now is uh, I'll, I'll use even like FaceTime is a really easy one. Yeah. You can get a phone call on FaceTime and FaceTime, and FaceTime shows up on the Mac yeah. and Skype if you buy a phone number from them. Yeah. The nice thing about FaceTime is like everyone has a phone in their computer. That's Right, just by the nature of it, so that's yep. like one way to just so bring you just in the make old phone nexus call in. your input
3: and your output of that, yeah, absolutely
2: right, exactly. Yep,
3: very cool indeed. Well done, sir. Thank you, bravo.
2: We are proud. And uh, if anybody has questions, source-elements.com, check it out.
1: Indeed, check it out.
0: Well, that was fun. Is it over? A-